Yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess it's better than the time where we, like, the show house we lived in kept having drive-bys, so... Yeah, we like, were just playing magic. And like, all be like, laying, oh. laying... we just move it from the coffee table to the floor, and we'll just be, like, laying on our stomachs like we're gonna army crawl and yep. just still playing. <laughs> gunshots or fireworks? <laughs> no, it's, that, that's gunshots. That's definitely gunshots. Like, we're just gonna... <laughs> It's not gonna ruin the magic. No, we're already no. like we're already several rounds in. We're here. We're there's not a thing we can do about it. Come on. Yeah, and it was just odd because those neighbors often when because I uh, was doing the bike and bus combo, mm-hmm. so I'd be going to and from the bus stop with my bike, and they just you know constantly just you know like suburban neighborhood kind of thing where they're like, hey neighbor, and I was like, hi, just you know being friendly because they were fucking neighbors. Yeah. Like whatever. But instead of doing the normal Midwest thing you would expect where they'd be like, hey, we're having a cookout or a potluck or our church is having a fish like none of that shit. They're just like, hey, you want some Zannies? And I'm like, nah, I'm good. Thank you. And they're like, well girl, if you need anything. And I'm like, I appreciate you. Thanks. Bye. Like a couple of times they're even like, hey, if anybody ever messes with you, let me know. And I'm like I'm good, but thank you. It was kind of weird how wholesome and how like the gang wanted to take care of us. And yeah. I say the gang because it was there was there was they very had literally yeah, yeah. we're not going to say what colors, but they had colors. They had a there was a local <laughs> gang walking to our friend's house. It was kind of late. There was mm-hmm. a party at our house, and then I was walking to uh I was walking yeah. to Uzi's house. That's good. Yeah. Um and Uzi Chartreuse. Yeah, I was walking to Uzi's house and. <laughs> Um, the, the gang stopped and was like, Hey, yo, yo, they're all on this porch. I'm like, yo, what's up? They're like, how you doing? I'm like, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. They're like, what's your name? I'm like, Skipper. And they're like, what? Spidey? I was like, no, Skipper. And they're like, nah, you're Spidey. We like Spidey. Look at you gangly. You look like a spider. And I'm like, all right, that's cool. So they named you after the lead singer in the band from School of Rock? I guess. Oh my (laughs) God. I don't know. Um, they named him after the animal, the spider. The spider. The spider. Uh, but then they were like, you want a beer? And I'm like, no, I'm actually going over to a friend's house to, to have some drinks. And they're like, all right, well, here, take a beer. I'm like, no, I'm good. They were like, no, take a beer. They're hood beers. They're for the hood. I'm like, oh, okay. They're like, I guess I'm part of the hood now. Yeah, Thank so you. I took a beer. <laughs> you they're like, a- you have a good night, Spidey. Be safe. I'm like, all right, thanks. Thanks, man. Thanks for looking out. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. It was just a weird amount of them, like, cartoonishly doing the thing that the D.A.R.E. program told me would happen. Mm-hmm. And then just cartoonishly doing the uh, the the weirdest, like, uh, God, chivalry through a Spike Lee movie with me <laughs> is the best way I can explain it, where they're, like, trying to, you know, be like, hey, if you need anything, let me know. Because I guess they pieced together. I was, like, the only girl in this house full of dudes, which mm-hmm. I get. I was like... I don't know you guys like that, but, like, thanks for, like, looking out. Appreciate it. Could you stop the drive-bys, please? Like, that's more of my concern <laughs> at this point. Yeah, like, we'd appreciate it. That's that's where the problem is. Like, you guys doing your little, like, rap videos in the front lawn while we're having, like, garage shows kinda is kind of it. a vibe. Kinda I love, love it. it. The the vibes are immaculate, but if we could stop with the shooting, that would be dope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hi, and welcome to Blank Bodies, a Vampire the Masquerade V5 tabletop and horror podcast i'm your host hunter and as always i'm joined by there was that one time that mm-hmm. i was with i don't remember who i was with we backed out of the driveway and hit the uh the the, the trash can mm-hmm. and then we drove off i was like i yeah, will get it when we get back and when we came we're coming back this dude on a scooter follows us into the neighborhood he follows us up to the driveway and as we get out of the car he approaches the driver he's like hey you can't be fucking around in this neighborhood like that and we were like what are you talking about and he's like you hid in that trash can and just leave it that's not fucking cool this is our neighborhood. And I was like, 
I live here. We were coming right back. It's fine. He goes, oh, oh yeah, I recognize you. All right, have a good night. And he left. It was weird. Anyway, I'm John. I love that we had a hood HOA. Right? It was sick. <laughs> we technically had a hood HOA. I just put that together. It's been years since we've kind lived there. But can... This is Sarah, by the way. I'm sorry. Yeah, we were walking to the gas station once just to get drinks. And uh, a guy pulled us and said, hey, I see you guys like to have parties. If you ever need anything for your parties, let me know. We got a lot of party favors. And me and Nick were like, oh, thank you. Yeah, we're, we're good right now, but we appreciate that. We'll hit you up. Never gave us a phone number or anything. Just like walked up and was like, just let us know. And like, I was like, I don't. I'm not going to presume any gentlemen in this neighborhood are or are not a part of your group, sir. That seems like that would. <laughs> I mean, there poorly. was like three houses that they were always like around or in front of, other yeah. than ours. Yeah. I don't know if it was because ours was on that intersection that they were always. Yeah, chose we were to be at the T, and then yeah. on one side of us was like an African immigrant family that were just chilling quiet, and then the, on the other side of us was like this redneck family that was also kind of chilling quiet. Except and when then they on, were having parties. Yeah, and then on the other side of them was where the the hood HOA was. <laughs> and, <laughs> the block was immaculate. That's so good. Anyway, so, hi, welcome to the Toriador bonus episode. So, yeah, so this is kind of a, a bonus episode catch up right before uh, Corn Tub. Woo! <sighs> that will be on Saturday. We time. Did we pick a time? I was thinking 8. 8 p.m. Eastern? 8 p.m. makes sense. Okay, cool. Friday, or not Friday, Saturday, 8 p.m. Eastern, will be on the YouTube. Uh, there will be many social media postings about this to remind you, because we all have ADHD. Mm-hmm. So, woohoo. Woo. So, wrapping up, getting some loose ends that we had missed. So, we're going to go over Nosferatu NPCs, going to do some Toreador NPCs, and then for the Toreador bonus, we're going to talk about some cool Halloween spooky movies that we think are uh, beautiful or, or, or some sort of aesthetic, something that gives a Toreador-esque vibe. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Talk about some weird fucking movies. Let's I haven't go. decided which one yet. Oh my god. I yeah. still have two in my head. I, I picked a few just on the off chance we overlapped, so yeah. I could be like, oh, okay, swap out. <laughs> so, hooray. I hope my first pick isn't chosen by anybody else, because my second pick I really like, but I've only seen it a couple times, and I don't really know it that well. That's totally fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yay. Great planning. <laughs> we are so good at things. All right. So, uh, sorry for Nosferatu. For some reason, just all of our lives fell apart when we were recording Nosferatu. And we missed recording the NPCs. fucking stuck us in a goddamn sewer. Of well, course we... Yeah, between the sewer and the medical issues and the tech issues. Yeah, it was... No, all... That was right around when I ended up in the hospital, I think. That is true. I you... think that's pretty much what happened. Yeah. Because we had to, like, rush record things, and then mm-hmm. we just couldn't record for a couple weeks. And then... Yeah. It was, thank you for sticking with us through all of those times. Yeah, I'm not in the hospital anymore. They're Woo-hoo! good. Yay. You got, got your foot back? They're finally letting me loose. Foot loose? I did kick off my Sunday shoes <laughs> this today. God damn it. Ah! Anyways. So upsetting. Uh, so do you wish to start, start, start with your NPC? Uh, me? Yes. So we're doing uh, the Nosferatu first? Yes. All right. So I went with Basil Gardner. Uh-huh. Basil Gardner. I think one thing that's important to note is I just wanted someone who has the alternative clan bane. Mm-hmm. Mm. So which for the Nosferatu is not, they look normal as everyone else. You can have them look strange or odd if you want as much as any other vein but that is not their bane and instead uh they attract large amounts of insects bugs pest creatures mm-hmm. the longer they're in an area oh good the more show up right yeah yeah the longer they're there the more show up and you can't really do anything to get rid of them um as an st you probably 
also wouldn't be able to uh like you couldn't say like all these bugs are ghouled to me or whatever like you can ghoul a hive we talked about in our nosferatu episode but mm. i would make it be like yeah these things are just showing up you don't know what the fuck they are they're just attracted to you it's just parisian bed bugs yeah you can't can't get rid of them you can't unionize the the swarm around you <laughs> that's unfortunate really mm-hmm mm-hmm so what does Basil do other than bugs? Uh, so he's a food critic, actually. Oh, no. Oh, my like, God. he goes to restaurants. Um, <laughs> and the, oh whole, the whole scam is if he doesn't, like, get his meal comped or he doesn't quite enjoy, he just hangs out long enough. To get the restaurant shut down? To get some photos, and then he can blackmail the restaurant. Oh, my God. What a dick. What a dick. <laughs> oh, my God. I love this. <laughs> uh, but otherwise, he's like a very well-known like food critic. Like He could probably hang out with the Toreadors a little bit, and they'd be like, oh, yeah. He, like, he's got a high enough humanity that he can still eat, and I feel like mm-hmm. they would like that. They just find that endearing. Be like, shame about the pest problem, but beyond that. It's like, it's, it's, it, it is kind of like a, yeah, I'm a vampire, and I can eat. I write about it kind of vibe that he has oh my god like he is very snooty very mm-hmm. like almost has like a toreador vibe you would guess if you met him because he doesn't have the look or the could have been a toreador but just didn't get embraced by the right clan yeah oh no amazing <laughs> i love him he's terrible <laughs> so that that is my alt bane nosferatu i really want to do something with the alt bane and i thought uh. I was, a willard would be too on the nose as it mm-hmm. were so as much as we love Crispin Glover. I, we do stand a Crispin Glover. We do. We do stand. Don't watch that art film he made, though. You might not stand him after that. <laughs> it's, a little, it's a little out there. Wait, really? That's a bummer. We don't have to. We're talking about artsy films later. Yeah, that's fair. That's later in the episode. So, John, did you want to give yours? You want me to do mine? I don't care. Yeah, um, so, mine is a character that I believe I have played on recorded things. <sighs> Right, I believe Sergey. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sergey is a hound, and he is an exceptionally ugly boy. Um, being what would be like six, eight, seven foot ish, mm-hmm. if he could stand up straight. He's very like hunched with the Nosferatu fingers, um, and the face of an anglerfish. Um, he spends most of his time obfuscated for good reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, but his big thing is craft. He has uh, five dots in craft with a specialty in pneumatic devices. Mm-hmm. And he does his hunting as a hound with a stake launcher uh, that has like hundreds of pounds of PSI behind it. Mm-hmm. Just the worst potato gun. Yeah, the worst <laughs> potato gun ever. He's pretty much a trapdoor spider for vampires. Mm-hmm. It's good times. It's like, wait, wait. Got he's he's kind of grumpy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's Sergey. Sergey's a sweet bean. He's grumpy boy. He's a grumpy Terrifying boy. Terrifying when he, somebody's like, yeah, go get him. And he's like, all right. Cox, <laughs> the pneumatic gun, doesn't need to. He just does it. Yeah. It's just and then off effect. he skates. And, and you're then, just like, what the f-? And he's got the disappear, so you can mm-hmm. be looking straight at him and it doesn't matter. He just poofs. Um, yeah. I think my favorite thing I ever did with him as a player, mm-hmm. uh, we were fighting a gargoyle. And they have very stony skin. Mm-hmm. as I believe we have discussed. So shooting a hunk of wood at it, probably not going to do a ton of stuff. Luckily, one of my uh, coterie members was using a high caliber rifle. So what I did was I ejected the stake and then just shoved the barrel into the wound of the high caliber rifle mm-hmm. and then pulled the trigger for that PSI to just go poop and made a balloon inside of it. Oh my God. <laughs> 
horrifying. <laughs> the things you can do with air pressure is so upsetting. Fucking great. <laughs> air pressure is evil. Yep. It's like the shark knives almost. Oh, yep. God, yeah. Yep. That was kind of the idea, actually. That end when I did the, uh, mm-hmm. took the, what was his name? The Giovanni for your game that we did with COJ. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. From the, I just hopped onto the hood of the trunk or mm-hmm. hood of the car. That's good. Sergey's a, I was going to say a delight, but not. He's a delight. He's nice. Action Nosferatu, for sure. <laughs> yes, he is yes. Action Nosferatu. Because when you've described him, you're just like, oh, yeah, he's like this, this hulking seven foot tall guy. But you always describe him on a biker jacket, which is also horrifying because you're like, where the fuck do you get a jacket that big? <laughs> Large. Make it. Oh. <laughs> Craft. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, oh, good job on the liner. Um, <laughs> shit. All right, mine. Um. So this Nosferatu is coming off of a childhood nostalgia slash Sarah Deep Lore thing. So the 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 town I moved to when I first came to the States, there was a property like a little bit further out into the woods by the lake that was an old like train yard that because of the way it was zoned, it had to be a business fully for one month a year. The rest of the year, a family could live on it. So this family that lived in this train yard, and that's where their property was, they had, because of zoning, they had to have it open once a month, at least, as a commercial business. So they ran a haunted train. Nice. So they, they had train cars in the train yard. They're just abandoned, so they just, like, use them. So they pushed the train cars around to make this, like, wandering maze where you go through the train yard, through mazes, back up into trains, through trains, out of trains. It was crazy. I love it this. It was super cool. Seems fucking dope. Yeah, like when you first go in, there's like a little ticket booth thing. It built into one of the trains. And then the next booth is like the kitty car. So they had a bunch of like carnival games and just weird things you could fuck with in an arcade machine. So if you were too spooked by the haunted train house thing, you could just chill in the kitty car. Or, you know, they had, like, somebody there to, like, watch kids so, like, parents could go do the haunted house and then, like, leave the kids to chill. That's cool. Which was kind of dope. Yeah. And, yeah, they would hire, like, haunt actors. And the kind of gimmick with the haunted train was at the start of the season, beginning October, like, the first week was, like, baby mode. And each work, it would get more intense. And then, like, the week of Halloween was, like, the most intense spooky. Like, they hired, like, the intense haunt actors. And if you came in groups... You could get a discount if everybody in the group was in a costume. Hell yeah. It's super cool. So I was like, what if I took this haunted train idea and I gave it to a Nosferatu? <laughs> so I bring you Henry Fosha. Henry Fosha. Who, who's very like comically like Nosferatu bat boy with like the two little fangs in the front and the big ears and the cr- like the chrome dome. Nice. But because he owns the haunted train and everybody just knows him as like the guy who owns the haunted train. He just kind of leans into that. And that's why he gets around without using obfuscate because everybody who's immortal just, oh yeah, it's Henry. He runs the haunted train and he's just spooky. He's just the weird guy that runs this town attraction that everybody loves. So they just think he's in costume all the time because it. it's just what he loves. Love so it. he's got like a little top hat and like a little smoking jacket. And then during Halloween, he wears like little like Grim Reaper robes and just gets really weird with it. <laughs> He's just like the Vincent Price of this town. Basically, yeah. You can give very Vincent Price energy. And yeah, he has a herd that's just all of the haunt actors. And he opens up his haven once, one month out of the year for people to come in and do the haunted train ride. And there might be, you know, when it's off season, because it's like a train yard out in the kind of the middle of nowhere, he can Mm -hmm. do like business. Business. And there's no one to hear the screaming. But if they do... Cops show up and they just go, oh, it's Henry testing out new things for the, you know, the haunted train in October. Mm-hmm. That's Good. whatever. 
Love or it. if there's like blood spatter, everyone's like, man, the effects are really good this year. And he's like, uh-huh, sure that's right. Are. Does a little like Barnum and Bailey kind of carnival, carnival thing. So it's just, <laughs> it's like wholesome, but very Crypt Keeper energy. I like this dude. Uh, so yeah, that's, <laughs> that's Henry Fosha, the haunted train running Nosferatu. He may have owned the train many years ago, but he just stopped here and was like, I live here now. Oh, the train rails don't run anymore. I can't leave on my train. <laughs> ah, shit. <laughs> shit. What do I do? Turn it around. <laughs> Have you ever seen the movie The Wizard of Gore? Yes. Kind of reminds me of that. It's very Wizard of Gore. Yes. It's super fun. Speaking of Crispin Glover again. <laughs> yes. Not the original, but he re- he's in a remake. Oh, yeah, you're right. The remake's not as good, no. but he's fun in it. Um, Crispin Glover's kind of fun in everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Apparently, other than maybe that art film. <laughs> Oh, we'll we'll talk about that after the <laughs> show. It's it's upsetting, but oh, um, no. I don't think that our Nosferatu would like each other at all. Nope, <laughs> nope, nope. Henry is a very silly, silly gentleman, but he's also very good at business. Very city business. and very rural, and you're far too beastly. Yeah, for Basil, you're the help. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah. In this fucking help. In the same way that like rich people like view cops as their employees. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I pay your I pay your taxes. I donate to the police union. Love it. That would be kind of the attitude he would have with you as hound, probably. (laughs) Yeah. Also, he doesn't really do anything other than like blackmail non kindred. So you wouldn't give a shit anyway. (laughs) Right. Unless he's like starting to like endanger masquerade stuff. Which why would he? There's rats. Yeah. Oh no. In the city? He probably lives... Does he live in, like, New York? Because there's so I many imagine there. you could. I made him so you could move him around, but he's definitely a city folk kind of guy. Yeah. Like, he could be in Indianapolis, Chicago, L.A., New York. Yeah. all sorts of places. Yeah, I don't think Henry would particularly give a fuck about that. He's just like, okay, I guess this is what you're doing. Have fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> might, might be... I think he would only care if, for some reason, Basil just started, like, fucking with his, like, herd and allies. Like, his little squad of mortals that he's like cultivated because then he's just like look you're stepping onto my business chap i can't have that (laughs) can't be doing that now so i'm gonna give you this one warning because we're cousins don't do it again (laughs) i don't know why i turned him into a newsman but i think it it works it kind of needs to be like a crier yeah everyone's like oh it's just part of henry's aesthetic like he's he's like well yeah so have a good day (laughs) i'm a newsman good (laughs) yeah sergey's just a grumpy boy in Uh... general the way I was kind of playing him and the way I kind of wrote him was he has the, uh, like, I have a chip on my shoulder, mm-hmm. kind of. He's the, that kind of Nosferatu, where it's like, I'm working in the cam and I'm I'm working my way up the rank so I can prove, like, I might be low clan, but literally have to respect me. Because I have this gun. Yeah. <laughs> so I did appreciate the one little, like, moment in the game that we played together where I was playing a Thin Blood and your, your guy's just like, are you Okay. Like, literally pulled her side. It's like, are you good? Is the guy's bullying you? I can stop that. She's just like, please don't. <laughs> yeah. Please. I appreciate this, but like, please don't. That's going to make everything so much worse. I can stop that. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. So he has I like, can make him quit. <laughs> he's like, I don't like the way he's treating you. I can stop that. Just like, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> so he's got that little nugget of just like, sheepdog. Yeah. Well, yeah. you see, so like, I think because he's just like, he's very Nosferatu and the very ugly kind, he's always been kind of kicked down into the like sewers and gutters and whatnot, mm-hmm. barely allowed at Elysium probably. Um, so he has that like 
twinge for the underdog and the person who's getting picked on that like no i'm gonna stand up for him because i got this gun <laughs> yeah and henry's just like oh no i take in all the weirdo freaks give me your sad boys i give them a job yeah, send it'll look, me your sad it'll boys. look good on a resume like this is written like letters to colleges to like for to help kids get like accepted hell yes it was like no he was great during the summer and, da, 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 and i think he'd be an exemplary student at your university <laughs> <laughs> It kind of comes out in the other way where he's just like, I have this little family of freaks because I am also a freak and I've also figured out the loophole and looking like a fucking weirdo and being in public. Just lean into it really hard <laughs> and everyone finds it charming. Aha! Aha! You know, I, I this is a new thought that I've had, mm. but I, I would expand upon Basil a little bit more to maybe make him fit mm. into like a game a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I like to think we talked about our Nosferatu about like the people who were basically just spite Nosferatu. Yes. Like that Basil sounds like a spite Nosferatu. He was a spite Nosferatu, but then it came out kind of working in his like he didn't get the ugliness. That they expected to, and so he's mm-hmm. just kind of there now. He's kind of flipped like, and reversed it, the, salt and pepper. The Nosferatu don't really want him. Because he's kind of a dick. And he's like, he doesn't have any of the problems that they really do. And like the rest of the vampire city, other than the, the I feel like the Toreador have kind of just taken him in at this point. Because he's like, well, he's got good taste. Um, he's he's it. Food is an art of sorts. At least some Toreador would be like. Now he's in touch with his humanity. Yeah. You know, there's like we're into this exotic thing, and then the rest of the Nosferatu like, oh yeah, pretty boy Basil over here. I I I met <laughs> chewing on food and shit. I imagine both sides of his face look the same. <laughs> I imagine some of them would be like, well, he gives us information that we're never gonna get, but mm-hmm. like I imagine he'd be that kind of information broker where it's like. In between the two people that hate themselves, hate each other the most, just being like, no, they're, they're cool to me. You're not, though. So <laughs> Basil's just like, I'm getting tired of being in between. I d- like the guy, the, the guy in class, it's like passing the notes between the two friends. And you're just like, fucking, I'm, just, I'm not involved. Stop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm so, not involved. Either let me start reading and contributing. <laughs> just start to give a commentary on the notes going back and forth. Yes. Yes. Sassy Basil. I'm here for it. But yeah, so I think that's our Nosferatu roundup. Well, well, hold on. If the three of our Nosferatu mm-hmm. were abandoned on a desert island, mm-hmm. two questions. One, how long do you think it would be before they got in a fight? Oh, well, immediately. <laughs> Almost immediately. <laughs> Moments. <laughs> just, it would be just Basil and Sergey having a fight and Henry just being like, I wish I could have popcorn. <laughs> fucking interesting. If only I could bring one thing from the, uh, from the, the train. It'd be my popcorn machine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second question is, how long do you think it would be before they finally got done fighting enough to work together to get off the island? At least a week. <laughs> yeah. You think it would be a week? I I don't mean to be mean to your character, Sarah, but I feel like neither of our characters would be handy in that situation. Here's here's the thing with Henry. It's because he's had to like maintain and build this like train yard with all these like contraptions. I feel like he's... Low-key got a really good, like, tech and, like, engineering craft. Mm, mm -hmm. And just a lot of, like, Adam Savage kind of skills. But it's just wrapped in this, like, circus of, like, carnival freakness. So everyone thinks he's fucking useless. Right. And then it turns out, it's just like, nah, man, if you give that guy, like, a pencil and a protractor and a power drill, like shockingly useful yeah see normally basil might be handy in a desert island scenario because like someone who can like cook and stuff but as vampires not an issue uh not an issue for them actually Mm -hmm. so in fact we need help um finding things that you would normally need to cook 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Animals. Mm. Animals. Sergey would be doing a lot of work. Probably. Dang it. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> Dang it. Henry Henry can house husband. He would husband. do it, but he'd be doing it begrudgingly. Yeah. Henry would be house husbanding. He's like, I could build the hut. <laughs> I almost killed Skipper. Good. Oh, no. Good. He's like, what are you doing? It's like, oh, look. It's, it's, I found you could do this with the awnings in here. And this is like, wow, these saplings. I got some, uh, got some bend to them. <laughs> yeah. You know, if we live here long enough, we can actually, like, bend these trees into weird bonsai shapes that say, help me. <laughs> Great. Yes, that's exactly what we need. That's a long-term plan. I have some short-term plans, but it involves fire, and we're not good at any of that. I usually have the kids do that. They love burning things. <laughs> the amount of corpses I've gotten rid of by telling the kids that they can just set things on fire, and then erasing their minds afterwards about the bodies. Might as well just be, like, writing poetry or something <laughs> and not dealing with this. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you combine the youth of it, the enthusiasm of youth and cloud memory, you can get a lot of things done. I'll remember that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just decades of Henry covering up crimes by just getting teenagers and college students to burn things. And then he's like, you saw no bodies. And they're like, yeah. That was a fun bonfire. That was a fun, but fun bonfire. Oh, my God, the beers. I was like, yeah, you had so many beers. You guys need to not Don't. drink as much. Don't I know me. you guys were technically not on the clock. Wink. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Henry's slowly becoming more horrifying <laughs> as this goes. All right, back to the Toreador. I'm so sorry. No, no, it's fine. Uh, so uh, what you got? So my Toreador, I went with uh, Tim Jennings. Tim Jennings. Yes, and his particular field of art is the world of advertising. Mm. He's in marketing and advertising. Ugh. So you're so good at making sleaze balls. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> but like. I feel like he is, like, generally pleasant. Like, he's the kind of, like, lands end fleece and, like, jeans kind of business person. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, more like the liberal arts kind of office where, like, Mm -hmm. very pleasant and very nice. And just like, oh, no, I know how to manipulate people with pictures. Mm -hmm. I don't need to use powers. Like, that's more of his thing. It's Mm -hmm. like, yes, art is making people feel things. I can make them do things. I dig it. Oh, that's upsetting. (laughs) Um, like with enough presence and line design, everything is possible. <laughs> and line design. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like he like very much one of those people who's like Andy Warhol's cans were revolutionary. Oh my god! Mm. Great. <sighs> Stressing me out. Like, <laughs> like he has a eye for that sort of thing, but has mm-hmm. gone full like, no, no, we're punk rock. We started Uber as a grassroots movement, kind of like businessman. <sighs> Who's like Andy Warhol was punk rock, um, and like very insufferable, but a, the kind of insufferable that most people just wouldn't catch. Mm-hmm. Oh so like God. he's pleasant, but the wrong person, just like very pissed at like any good Toreador. Is <laughs> <laughs> everyone in the room loves them except that one person that knows better? He, I, I imagine he has a hard time with other Toreador because he's in like marketing and advertising where they're like a lot of them are like we quite literally need you to keep our galleries open or whatever it is we do but i fucking hate you and he's like yes but uh, my art is being shown literally everywhere all of the time on every surface constantly yours is in one room that nobody's looking at oof rude yeah he would definitely have a bit of that attitude like my poster is on every bus in this city yours art is a small piece of my poster <laughs> please remember where you stand right now cool thank you he i feel like he would even though he is kind of like hip neolib like 
mm-hmm. marketing hip young advertiser influencer type he probably does get along with the older toreador mm-hmm. better who are like oh yes well i mean he keeps he helps us with our galleries he keeps us open he's he gets the youth in mm-hmm. kind of thing whereas like the real artists are like this guy fucking sucks i fucking hate him I so hate, much I hate him. i'm such an asshole you won't stop talking about fucking 2000s Apple. <laughs> the files are in the computer. <laughs> I will never stop quoting Zoolander. It's so good. Good movie. But yeah, that that that's kind of uh, my idea. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I wanted a Toreador who the Toreador wouldn't like, but still technically like works. Mm-hmm. I still haven't really figured out who his um, like special people would be, if he even has any. I would assume he does, but it would be like his small cadre of like Du Bois. Yeah. Like the other like, like marketing bros. Marketing. Basically. Yeah. The other like graphic designers that he hangs out with. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like they go they go to like microbreweries or the weird like mixology clubs. But like every one of them is having a fucking <laughs> all of them are having mocktails because I've had too many DUIs. <laughs> I imagine they'd still be drinking. Honestly. Yeah, probably. And doing coke. Yeah. Oh, they can't stop doing the cocaine. Or they're like microdosing shrooms because it helps with the creative process. Well, also, he can't. Here it does. He can't do that. It's true. So he, he just drinks off like, of. Well, he can't drink off of them if he's. Well, I mean, he is also a sleazeball. Yeah. Does he have much of his uh, humanity? Does he drink off of his uh, special I people? Decided. I imagine he, he wouldn't be opposed to it in a like, oh, you're kind of drunk. I'll take a little bit of that. But not in like, this what, is actually what's how I. Vitae feed. between homies. <laughs> I feel it's more that than like the. It's not like his main source of food. It's more of like a, we're doing drugs together, right? Mm, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. It's like, yeah, man, let's go to the bathroom and go do a line of Coke. And he's like, yeah. And he watches his friend do the line of Coke. And then he like takes a snack and is like, uh, yeah, we both did Coke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, I can't really see him being like the violent type. Mm-mm. Like he's not yet. Or even really like definitely scheming, but like he's not going to like burn down a building or like kill someone especially directly or like Mm -hmm. so as humanity would by rules standards at least be on the higher end just because he's like i just manipulate people i don't need to hurt anyone Mm -hmm. right maybe throw a punch or something but he's not like he he's not a he's not drinking people to death most of the time even really it's too much work to cover up yeah (laughs) fair amazing what you got john um i still don't have a a last name for this lady Mm -hmm. her first name's gonna be uh victoria though or vicky is what most people call her though she hates it um she's a sortie ador <gasps> yeah battle rose yeah battle rose, battle rose. um and kind of vague concept of her backstory is she's old as hell as in like crusades old might have been there um took a nap yeah took a nap um woke up think as far as looks go think like alucard from the castlevania uh anime mm-hmm the or or pretty much any pretty pretty them vampire from any of the animes a little vampire hunter d yeah yeah yeah, the the hair down to like the knees that's like glistening and you know practically white blonde and super pale the blue eyes and the sword that's kind of too long you know Mm -hmm. yeah it's a rapier um but very like quiet doesn't talk much for a toreador but when she does it's usually not very nice and usually pretty cutting. Um, but yeah, yeah. Her her art is the like the art of, of fencing and the art of battle and um honorable but won't hesitate to just like gut somebody. Hell yeah. 
It says like, look, I'm going to fight with these rules. And the second you cross that line, I have become unhinged. Neat. <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> You've made a choice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hell yeah. <laughs> lots of where um where lots of battle roses would go more um uh celerity and auspects. Mm-hmm. She is more celerity presence with a bit of potence in there too. Mm-hmm. Um for feeding type. Yeah. Um but yeah, she's much more of the like She'll be standing there having the conversation and you'll be like, kind of like, oh, wow, maybe I shouldn't be so upset with her and like, whatever. Oh, my crew's already attacking. That's unfortunate. And then you're enthralled with her while she just kind of kills a few of your friends getting to you kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That's spooky. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh, shit. Well, that's happening. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> damn it. My friend just got cut in half. She's so pretty. Oh, shit. There's a sword in me. I should start fighting. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> when I said she, I wanted her inside me, this is not what I meant. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> probably um, has to be careful when going out in public um, mm-hmm. in general because she's probably a bit of a masquerade breach. Not necessarily because, like, that's a vampire, but because she's wearing, like, Victorian clothing and walking around with, like... She's very pretty and very anachronistic. Yeah, yeah. Would you say she has the um, the flaw where she is just, like old like doesn't understand new like technology yeah. oh yeah yeah like, she definitely has archaic very just set in her old ways <laughs> it's probably part of the reason what like 90 percent of what she says is cutting and mean because she wouldn't be, have a moment you know of being like oh why is this nosferatu here talking to us mm-hmm. like send him back down there where he should be <laughs> the younger torador are trying to like judge her outfits to be like no 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 what you what you have on is a sleigh but <laughs> holy shit the time period no yeah yeah holy f- they're just trying to like push dark academia on her and like uh I, there's been this kind of fun revival of like there's always periods of times where there's like renaissance revivals so they're trying to get like the renaissance core mm-hmm. kind of stuff into her things where it's like no, no no you can wear a bodice with a blazer and a blouse and it'll like work just right but that doesn't <sighs> work with the frills <sighs> <laughs> brings out like the you know, shirt that has the frills that's like halfway up the, the mm-hmm. sleeve. Yeah, definitely. Definitely has archaic. Definitely has, I would say maybe even has like obvious predator while also having the uh, looks merit. Mm-hmm. So she's like real, real pretty, but, but also like, uh, but like, oh God, I don't know if I want to be near that. I like, do. I want to be near that, but I don't want to be near that. Stunning and obvious predator at the same time. Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> Amazing. Right? Mixed emotions. Yeah. So, the epitome of scare rouse. <laughs> Love that. Yeah, she's like, uh, what's her name? Lady Demoscascarus. <laughs> you want to try that again? No. Yeah. <laughs> I want to hear it. I want to hear it. I don't. I don't actually know how to say that name. From Resident Beevil. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Mostly because I can't tell if this is a bit anymore. <laughs> it is not. No! <laughs> I don't know the lady's name. I just know that Scare Roused. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, the, the, God, the amount of mods that they put her in different lingerie when she throws the desk. Oh, I'm sure. It's so funny. <laughs> and then people recreating the lingerie from the mods for their cosplays. Oh, my God. It's like this Ouroboros of insanity. It's great. <laughs> Insane. Speaking of an Ouroboros of insanity. Uh-oh. So the Torador I came up with, um, calling her uh, Sabrina Martinez. I haven't figured out what her online like handle name is yet. I'm still kind of workshopping that. But I like the idea of doing a very, very contemporary Torador who's somebody that is on 
like terminally online is very involved in the internet but is involved in like critiquing and talking about like arts and spaces because i do love the portions of tiktok where it's people roasting like home decor and like house design mm-hmm. um and they're just breaking down a lot of like contemporary design as being just very soulless and hollow and not liking minimalism they're like no i love brutalism because there's signs and touches of humanity into it even though it is a sparse space you don't have that with this shitty rich people minimalism or these weird McMansions with designs that don't make sense and da 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 da. So <laughs> that was my thought with this one. Nice. It was a lot of the social media merits and having lots of interactions with like high humanity, lots of interactions with mortals. And because internet, she doesn't have to give away really that she's only up at night. And even if she is, she can just kind of like play it off as a like, oh no, I'm mentally ill, but... <laughs> like no one's gonna yeah. question it <laughs> just like oh no i forgot my addy this week my sleep schedule's fucked yeah oh no <laughs> i like it <laughs> but has very very strong opinions about like is really into maximalism and is like no you can statistically see in the way that design and like uh not only the way design is done but like the colors that are ordered for horn decor like the amount of physical color that exists in the world has gone down over time It has these very strong opinions about design and space and, you know, like hostile architecture and all sorts of shit. And it's just like, no, I hate these streamlined corporate designs. They're soulless and bullshit. Give me wacky colors. It's just like, yeah. Give me interesting lines. Give me interesting things. Like, has weird defense of like 2000s Tuscan, (laughs) where she's like, no, like, it's. Like, I'd seen a really good rant about that kind of stuff where there was like the 80s and 90s, like luxury aesthetics where it was like, it's like, yeah, it does feel luxurious because there's like a weight and there's a human touch to it. And there's like these little touches of designs that make it feel like it's homemade and a little bit more crafted Mm -hmm. as opposed to like the luxury products design now where it has this overly sleek, overly designed like Scandinavian, like it's too cold, it's too clinical. Like, where's the, where, where is the touch of people in this? God damn it. I don't know. If... She'd like being in Victoria's place. Probably. Is Lots that... of like those old velvet couches and like the big huge ass drapes. Mm-hmm. I feel like her and Tim wouldn't hate each other, but they would have very heated debates. There would be a lot of lot ev- of lot of heated debates. And every other Toriador would be like, What are they talking about? What are they talking about? And they're just like arguing about like advertising and like design. Yeah, like I'll I'll try to put the references of like the the TikTokers and YouTubers that have kind of like compiled together for this concept because yeah, they're just going down these like rabbit holes of just people talking about like design and aesthetics and how that has changed over the past 100, 120, 150 years is really super interesting because a lot of like it's kind of like a lot of the arguments you have with, you know, the actual Hunchback of Notre Dame novel where it's like talking about architecture and same thing with like the From Hell comic where it's talking about like how architecture affects human psyche and society. They These people are having that same discussion, but it's being done digitally and it's talking about it's like, yeah, I remember when like all of the fast food chains had their own unique design and aesthetic and feel, but now they all kind of this weird, overly streamlined, like industrial kitchen look. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And if it wasn't for the logo we already knew you couldn't tell one restaurant from the other yeah yeah it sucks i miss the 90s taco bell dude 90s taco bell what? 90s burger king 90s that, pizza hut 90s pretty much 90s pizza hut was peak i didn't really ever go to 90s pizza Hut. 90s pizza often. hut was very like it was like going to an alternative set for cheers 
Yeah, nice. it felt like you were in like a bar, like a mm-hmm. frat house almost, where yeah. there's like, it's not just like what restaurants still do now, where it's just like a lot of random wacky shit on the walls. Mm-hmm. Like it was very themed. And like, like it had a purpose. It was almost reasons for it. all pizza themed and like. Yeah, like each nice. Pizza Hut in the 90s, like there was a lot of like the 90s wood paneling and there was like the glass lights above the table that were very bar pool hall lights. Mm-hmm. But the things that they had on the wall were at least like regional to the area. Nice. So it would be things like local high school, like football championships, like theater, sporting events, like somebody in the town that was famous did a cool thing. So in Bloomington, we had like John Mellencamp bullshit on the walls and then stuff from the IU basketball team. So we had Ken Knight. Okay. So it's like, okay, it's like, yeah, it's a corporate chain, but they at least tried to keep it somewhat like human and tangible and whatever. And it's like, I could not tell you one Pizza Hut from the other one now. (laughs) Right. Hell, I could barely tell the difference between Pizza Hut and Little Caesars, except for the red and orange. They're kind of the same now. Yeah, like, it's crazy. I mean, that's all restaurants. Yeah. So having <laughs> having a Toreador that's just ranting about this shit, but in short form media content, and then just has this like massive empire of influence nice. amongst the mortals and is like having to just interlace with that and, you know, try to make sure Masquerade's being maintained with all of that kind of stuff. But then also on the back end of just going to the elders and just being like... Guys, guys, you can't talk to them like that anymore. (laughs) Yes, them can be used singularly. It's been around as long as you have. Quite literally, I can show you the etymology of the singular use of them. Mm. Why are you like this? (laughs) Yes, my hair is perfect. Yes, my hair is pink. I I died (laughs) when I was embraced. My hair was blonde, which is fantastic, which means I could put whatever fucking color I want into it. Because guess what? When you wake up from your day sleep, the dye doesn't fall out of your hair. It's fine. I wonder if Victoria ever would have used that knowledge to color her hair because it's just been naturally like crazy, crazy light. Would she dare? Probably not. No. No. I mean, okay. there were there are, were older forms of people dyeing their mm-hmm. hair, so maybe in that way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, well, there's she's like... not buying like manic panic and being like, no, I'm no. going neon green this week. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's also just a long history of colored hair. Like it was very much a trend even in, uh, oh God, like 1700s, like powdered wig era where women would have blue and pink and green mm-hmm. wig yeah. hair. Yeah. And all through time, there's just been like, you know, it wasn't uncommon for women to have like flashes of green or, you know, dyeing your hair is not that weird. We've been doing it for ages. Even in ancient times, people were using henna and shit to dye their hair. We've been dyeing our hair for thousands of years. It's not weird. But as a crusader, that might be a bit weirder. Yeah, that would be weird because, well, that's because you are uh, besmirching a temple of God. Yeah. But I mean, she may have a bit of a problem with that thinking like, well, look at me. Mm-hmm. Of course I'm a temple of God. I'm perfection. I am perfection. Yeah, look at me. <laughs> <laughs> She she probably doesn't have any. Like, is she very Catholic? Um, I don't know if she's very Catholic as much as like kind of how the Catholics were doing as it was with the Crusade. Mm-hmm. As much as I'm very Catholic as far as that can get me. Yeah, I'm just curious about like, did she have a long sword and then like woke up during the Musketeer era and went and rapier? Was like, Those are beautiful. Love and just them. completely switched. And was just like not doing that anymore. Hand her a long sword. She'll still you know cut somebody in half or poke them or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, rapier is her thing because. It's prettier and more elegant. Mm-hmm. You get the really cool like basket weaves and yeah. shit. Yeah. I would say honestly, there's a good she, chance she has a mangosh as well. Huh? She has the mangosh um, as well. No. She probably has one. I don't know if she, that she'd carry one always. Okay. Yeah. Just because it's a longer than normal rapier, mm-hmm. which means it's a little bit more unwieldy. But she thinks it's 
prettier that way. I have to ask, did she meet Alexandra Dumas? Oh, I suppose there's a good chance. Maybe. Yeah. It might have been. In the, she's like, I didn't talk to him, but we were in the same salon. Yeah. <laughs> and then she took a long dirt nap. Right. Wakes up and she's like, why? Why is this box screaming when it's plugged into the wall? I do not enjoy it. Kicks it over. <laughs> That's a witchery. That is a rotary phone. Where the fuck did you even get that? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. There's a chance that she like learned how to like, did accidentally did the path uh, mm-hmm. in Sabat where you like test yourself from fire. Oh, you yeah. She probably mm-hmm. just did that because she kept getting rapiers nowadays that were just like shitty ones because she's used to like, oh, super elegant and like, you know, over the top. That's good craftsmanship. And she'd get that and like be practicing and use celerity to twist it or something. And it, it would just bends. snap or yeah. bend. And she'd be like, fuck. So she just learned how to make her own. <laughs> Amazing. I'm very, I'm just like, how would Tim handle that? I don't think he would even try. I think he'd just. <laughs> I'm trying Probably to... for the best. I, yeah, I feel like I don't think their paths would cross that often. Because, like I said, he mostly, like, he's very openly comfortable taking money from very old Toreador and other old arts world people to advertise their thing. That's probably where a lot of his money comes from in, like, mm-hmm. general advertising. Mm-hmm. And, like, being more of a battle rose. I don't know. Is she, like, in the tower at all? Or is she just old and she just does her thing? I would say that she has, like, politically, she has almost no direct influence but because she has such a reputation as a battle rose, she has people's ear as like a bodyguard. Okay. So Prince would be like, no, we keep her around because the last person that tried to get to me was, you know, run through eight times before they got halfway, you know? Yeah. So maybe it doesn't have like actual status, but may have like a some sort of like famous dots within yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Camarilla of just like, I'm aware of this one. Yeah, exactly. Oh, God, a lot of the young Camarilla, Torridor, and other Camarilla people are just going to love her because they're going to this, like, return to tradition. And then this, 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 this ethereal, <laughs> like, historical being is around and they're God just constantly it. asking her for, like, her opinions on things. And she's just like, I don't care. Yeah, you are you are beneath me. <laughs> Go I'm tra- learn I'm tra- how to dress properly. I'm training. <laughs> I'm training. <laughs> yeah. Come back when you don't dress like a peasant. Exactly. And they're exactly. wearing, like, Dolce & Gabbana. And they're just like, I don't under... What? What do you mean? <laughs> this was so expensive. <laughs> they're kind you're of wearing... insulted and sad. Yeah, they're just like, you're wearing pants. <laughs> That's peasant's clothing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Lady will wear, like, a, you know, the drapey gown that mm-hmm. drags behind her by 15 feet mm-hmm. with, like, a frog and a scimitar. Mm-hmm. And then if she's expecting it, she might have pauldrons even. Oh, that'd be sick. That is a vibe. Right. <laughs> She's in this ga- beautiful gown with pauldrons and a rapier. It's giving, like, Carmilla in the new uh, Castlevania. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, sword fighting instead of just, like, stabbing with her nails. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine, like, that's how she would dress to, like, major events, as, even as a, like, bodyguard. Like, mm-hmm. oh, we're having, like, an official Elysium? Probably. That and, like, official Elysium where she's, like, there. Breastplate. Working, breastplate. You know, the whole nine yards, probably. Still a gown. Yeah. Probably don't see any leg armor, but breastplate, pauldrons, uh, the, the gauntlets. Queen Elizabeth movie from the 90s that was very girl power. Yes. <laughs> like yes. queen armor yes i feel like that's the same kind of event where uh tim would be like oh i need to get my loafers and my khakis out <laughs> yeah sabrina would not be there dressing like a fucking just cousin. wouldn't be there she wouldn't be there <laughs> not because she's like 
I'm abstaining for reasons. She's just busy. For just ADHD forgot. And then yeah. it was like, fuck Elysium was three nights ago. <laughs> I feel like their biggest <laughs> argument would be Tim being like, no, Swedish design is simple because it's supposed to accentuate the things you own. It's about put it's it's not putting all your nice shit in a gilded case that you look of instead of your stuff. You do it to look at your stuff and not the case it's in. The case being your house. Yeah, but your whole your house is just like empty and cold and dead inside. And I'm already all three of those things. I don't need my house to also. You need to buy this. more stuff. No. You have money. Look, the planet is already dying and I don't need more useless shit in my house. Pinball is not useless. Oh my god. What is pinball? <laughs> oh my god. How would you explain a pinball machine? Well, they did have wooden pinball machines, but I don't know where they came from. Pinball's actually a lot older than people because they yeah. had like the spring and pinball games. It's it's closer to uh, pachinko almost, mm-hmm. like early pinball, mm-hmm. where there'd be like a spring and a wooden launcher that you'd throw a ball up and you'd try and get in like a specific hole. I had a really old one. There was like a family hand-me-down that looked like a baseball stadium. And there was a single flipper that looked like a baseball bat. And you would like roll a bat in the ball and the bat. You tried to like hit like a home. There's like a home run at the very top. And there's different score points at different points on the baseball field. They have those at like every Euro shop too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this Except was like. They're double flippered. They're double yeah. flippered. And then the ball goes through and it turns out it's a bouncy ball. And you just have a toy now. Yeah. yeah that, this was like wo- little wooden balls. And the whole thing was wood. And it was mm. like older. Right. But That's cool though. Pinballs are, pinball is older than people think. Yeah. God, that's such a weird group. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it's just. I can't even imagine as an ST what I would do if my players brought this group of people to me. <laughs> <laughs> just these three Toreadors. How am I going to even put them in the same room? <laughs> just like, oh no, I could do it. Uh, Y'all the are prince have ride. summoned you. You have to be there. Well, the prince summoned the two younger ones and then the older ones just there. Yeah. Yeah. And they're just like, hey, like, man, please don't, st- please don't kill me. But I have some things. I to need, say. I need, I need some help with these neonates. Please, dear God, just. <laughs> I like the idea what of size the of prince boon? being like, I don't, I don't want to offend you, but I was like, behind, in front of court is very, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, and yeah, then behind yeah. scenes, like, man, please don't, <laughs> please. I know you're upset right now, but <laughs> love it. I love a prince that behind closed doors is just kind of wet and pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> it's very funny. Good. Uh, okay, so I think that's our NPCs. We're going to try and have all of that caught up today as of recording, if not by the end of the week, right? Yes. yes. Um, cool. As long as I get sheets, I will have the, try and have them up on Monday the 30th. Cool. We're, we're we're fixing things, guys. We're doing good. Hell cool. yeah. Go us. So now, spooky movie talk. Spooky do, do, movie do, talk. Do, do, do. You were last. You go first. I was. I'll go first this time. Cool, 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 cool. So I have two movies. I could talk about both of them. I'm going to let you guys decide which one. Okay. So I can either talk about the newer Suspiria movie and, to, and also talk about Suspiria just a little bit in general, or I can talk about the Neon Demon. I liked Suspiria more. I liked Neon Demon. <gasps> Not more, but I feel like less people know about Neon Demon. Okay. Really? I feel way more people talk about Neon Demon than Suspiria I think remake. it's because I talk really? about it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know anyone who actually liked the Suspiria remake. I a lot of people it. hated that movie. I loved it. I feel like Neon Demon's a movie I hear people talk about all the time, aesthetically. Yeah. Weird. I don't. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll give a 30-second Neon Demon thing. 
very, uh, if you like Drive, it's done by the same director. And it's basically kind of a psychedelic fairy tale about uh, the fashion industry in uh, Hollywood. But also it's, it's basically boils down to being a weird fairy tale about like female beauty and how it is uh, exists for consumption under capitalism. And it kind of forces women to literally and metaphorically eat each other. Delicious. It's cool. There's there's a, a necrophiliac lesbian scene in the middle. I feel like I have to give that content warning. There is. There is. It's one of those scenes and shots that's like very pretty, but it's also horrifying. So you're going, this is cool. Oh, God. To be fair, that <laughs> Which whole is most movie, of the movie. <laughs> I was about to say that whole movie is kind of has problematic elements throughout it because of, because of because the of theme of it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's problematic like, on purpose. And you get to see Keanu Reeves be the creepiest. Oh, my God. He does yeah. such so a good job. Horrifying. Being fucking terrifying. It's so scary. Whew, it was like. Holy shit. That, that felt similar to the first time I ever saw John Goodman be scary. Yeah. Where I was just like, no, no. Why are you're, you're, so, you're so sweet. Keanu, you're betraying my childhood. Yeah. <laughs> Which is probably why they had him do it. Yep, yep. <sighs> it's so, so spooky. Good. Yeah, so I recommend, this is one of the few movies I actually recommend if you can get it in 4K, go for it. This mm-hmm. is one of the few times I'm like, go spend the money. It's actually worth it. Anyway, mm-hmm. so Very Suspiria. Pretty. Everyone knows the, the Dario Argento one that's like really pretty, but it's a, oh, it's really pretty, but there's not a lot of plot. It's just like, there's a ballet school. There's a lot, and there's witches. There's a lot of plot in the original Suspiria, but it's implied. It's, there's not yeah. a lot of dialogue. There, there's like when there is dialogue, it's like these weird info dumps. There's these weird info dumps, and there's also I there's a language mm-hmm. issue there where it is in English, but a lot of it is English as second language people. Yeah, the English dub is interesting but yeah there's a lot of implied it also is in that like fairy tale camp of just kind of implied theming and interpretive dreamscape kind of a thing which is why i kind of slammed these two movies as my two choices um that and also if you can get the 4k remaster of suspiria the original go for it i fucking love the remake of suspiria the my only (laughs) issue Mm -hmm. i like the remake like i i voted for it I wish they had just called it something different because mm-hmm. I feel like it's a beast of its own enough that mm-hmm. it doesn't need to be weighed down with the expectations of being related to the first one. Yeah, it the the hindsight kind of thing is the mythos that gets built in, I believe it's 2016, Suspiria, is it has the backing of the lore and the plot from the, uh, the Dario Argento like trilogy films. Yeah, it does tie into those. I still would have probably given it like a new name just because a lot of people I know went into it expecting a remake or more of the same when it's really more of its own movie or even a sequel, you could argue then. Yeah, it's one of those. I I think a lot of people have gotten it into their head that a remake of a film has to be like the movie again. Yeah. Instead of the movie with somebody else's interpretation of it. So it's more of an adaptation. Yeah. So it's like, you know how everybody loves the, the, the carpenter, the thing, but there's a version in the fifties of the thing mm-hmm. that is a completely different fucking movie, but people don't fucking shit a brick about John Carpenter doing a remake. Cause he didn't do it right. It wasn't like the one in the fifties. Because it was fucking perfect. Well, I also, <laughs> You're I, not wrong. I just feel like a lot of people. Telling of that story. Yeah. People don't put like movies from the fifties on the same type of pedestal that people do from like the seventies. And onward. I mean, I guess I do, but I'm weird like that. <laughs> I mean, I, I remember watching the thing with my grandpa when mm-hmm. I was a kid, like the original. Goofy oh, yeah, one. it's super fun. Um, and those movies are fun. 
but I've never really seen, even with things like Dracula or Frankenstein or that sort of things, I've never seen people be like, why are they remaking that? It was already done perfectly. Mm-hmm. Whereas like after like Francis Ford Coppola did his versions of them, people are like, we don't need to do that again. Yeah. And I, part of yeah. it's time and place, I think, when it came out too. Well, there's a handful of films from like the black and white era that I'm just like, yeah, that doesn't need to be remade. Psycho does not need to be remade. Uh, the Haunting of Hill House does not need to be remade. The show was great. Eh, eh. <laughs> I wasn't a fan. I thought it was good. That's okay if you did. But yeah, I, I enjoy the, especially if you're getting into themings for Toreador, where they're talking about like art and beauty and creation. The Suspiria 2016 one actually has the dancing in it. And the dancing is part of how the witches do their rituals, which is cool. And it's also a lot of very uh, aggressive, like modern dance, which is kind of fun because there's been dance horror movies, but it's almost always either ballet, like traditional ballet. Black Swan. Or, yeah. Or it's like 80s aerobics dancing because <laughs> I've seen a lot of B slasher movies. Mm-hmm. So having the more artsy kind of uh, aggressive, like interpretive modern dance is like really cool. And also you got Tilda Swinton playing four characters in the movie, which is fun. So there's just also just her being able to like transition between all those characters is super neat. I enjoy it. And a lot of the use of the Berlin Wall and the setting as being important to the actual story of the film. I was also like, this is cool. I like this. They make it a little bit more. uh, It's a little bit more urban fantasy with the the Berlin Wall and all that kind of stuff being part of the background and part of the story as opposed to the original Suspiria where it's like it's in Germany and it kind of gets into more like Grimm's fairy tale kind of fantasy. I I think that part of what I like why I like the Suspiria remake so much and it it feels very even though it is very dreamy and strange it feels very um, even like I feel Mm -hmm. like it works all the way through. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's my biggest problem with um, Neon Demon Mm-hmm. Is it's a very uneven feeling movie, sometimes intentionally. Yeah. It's like a, whoa, put on the brakes. But I, I, that that was the biggest thing that threw me off on Neon Demon is it feels like it could be four separate movies. Yeah. As you watch it through and like, that just didn't sit as well with me by the time I got to the end. Whereas like Neon Demon, or uh, sorry, excuse me, the Suspiro remake, I feel like it's just like perfect all the way through. It does a good mm-hmm. job of transitioning to the dreamier moments and the like dance and the ritual and like it very flows like perfectly. Mm-hmm. And then when you get to the end, you fucking have earned the insanity of the ending and you're just like, yes, these people are exploding and shit. It's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen the remake yet, it, so I need it to. It ends in a metal album cover. Hell yeah. Like, in the best way. And Hell you're yeah. just like, yeah. And then just Tilda Swinton's an old man. <laughs> like, the old man makeup on Tilda Swinton in the remake is fan-fucktastic. Where you're just like, ah, if it wasn't for the fact that the voice is a little high-pitched, you wouldn't tell. Mm. Like, it's crazy. Also, yeah, I think this is one of the few movies, especially in horror, that there's no men. And the one man is played by a woman. Nice. <laughs> Which is kind of an interesting, like, spatial flip, because mm-hmm. there's a lot of gender politics in horror, but that's a whole other conversation and episode that Woo. maybe we'll do later. Woo! Woo! So yeah, that's my, the Toreador arty, spooky film recommendations is 2016 Suspiria, special shout out to Original Suspiria and Neon Demon. Nice. Woo! So what you boys got? You go in with me too. You go. Okay. I went first for the other things. Oh, yeah, you're right. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to go in the middle both times. <laughs> um, 
So I had a couple to pick, and I'm going to mention mine as well. Sorry, everybody, because you were talking about the dancing, Mm -hmm. and that led to my second pick, uh, which was Climax. Ah, That's a great movie. Loved it. It's um, if an anxiety attack was a music video Mm -hmm. is how I felt about it. Would you agree to that? Yeah, I really like that movie because I come from a like dance and ballet family. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of that in my family from costume to performance to choreography. So and I feel like that movie really nails it like there's Mm -hmm. a lot of movies like black swan i think my biggest problem with black swan is that like a lot of the ballet and it fucking sucks (laughs) like you can like it's it's a it's an okay movie i like it Mm -hmm. like the story is good but then you're watching it like i've seen like middle schoolers dance better than some of these women yeah i mean but they're like these is the best performers in the world and then they're like right it's like barely floating i'll give the actresses the credit of taking the crunch time to actually learn how to do the ballet themselves but but they aren't but it also shows that it's them doing the actual ballet, so yeah. it's a little like... Whereas mm-hmm. Climax, you can tell everyone is a dancer and mm-hmm. an actor. It's an impressive movie. Yeah. Hell yeah. It's the way that it's shot. If, if I'm remembering correctly, it's pretty much shot not necessarily in one shot, like mm-hmm. uh, 1917. But mm-hmm. a lot of long, but long... Very long shots, like following people through whole buildings as they kind of like almost interpretive dance down the hall mm-hmm. and it's it's great because you know it's it's very artsy it's very and i'm not going to ruin anything but there are some spots where it's like wow really cool dance video that's kind of creepy and then you'll follow a person down a hall while they're like throwing themselves against walls and whatnot dancing and they'll just walk past somebody like burning their hands off or something like that you know or or being mutilated in some way and they're just kind of screaming going down the hall and you pass this awful thing happening and you just barely even notice it as it goes Mm -hmm. and i just love it when movies will hide things like that just weird shit in the background Mm -hmm. for you to like hold on what hold on what hold on do we want to rewind that but that'll ruin the moment what you know he's like i guess i'm watching this again what the fuck (laughs) exactly so that's my shout out um but the one i picked we've watched uh in the server it's bliss yes um i have a lot of theories about this movie um it was done by the same guy who did uh vfw mm-hmm. anybody's ever seen that i like vsw i may actually like vfw more but they're both really good movies really what was his name hold on i just had that pulled up joe it... bagos yeah E-G-O-S? Mm-hmm. Bagos? vfw is great because it's just got so many like old action stars and also just yeah. one guy from cheers but <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Um, and this is pretty much everybody in this. I think you're like, I don't want to say, sound condescending, but like no name actors. Nobody really. There were new actors without a whole lot of influence. Um, but the, mm-hmm. it's essentially it's a an artist is having uh, artist block, does some hallucinogenic drug and then goes fucking crazy. Um, my theory and spoilers. So if you don't want to hear this, skip ahead like, I don't know, a minute or something. Mm-hmm. But my theory is uh, Desi gets embraced that one night mm-hmm. in the bathroom. She's a thin blood. Oh, no. Okay. Because she keeps being out in the sun throughout the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Right. But the last couple scenes, she kills a couple people and eats them. Those people were one of them was probably the person that sired her, who I'm pretty sure is a Toreador. Oops. And if thin blood diabolizes a full vampire they go up blood potency mm-hmm. which means they no longer are thin blood mm-hmm. which means they lose their thin blood merits don't they mm-hmm. which means their immunity to sun mm-hmm. goes away yes spoiler 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 end of the movie she stays up uh probably enthralled with her um her bane 
Mm-hmm. And then the sun comes up and she explodes. Sick. Yeah, right? <laughs> I like that we so far recommended two movies where you're like, shit goes nuts at the end. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's very artsy and it's cool as fuck. It's a vibe. And then the end happens in chaos. Woo! That's great stuff. <laughs> Hell yeah. Sick. So I suppose it's my turn. Yeah. No. So, oh. Oh. No, I'm going to go anyway. Um, <laughs> so I also had two movies I was deciding between. And I decided we all picked very similar looking movies. So I mm-hmm. like very Italian col- heavy color gel. So I decided to shift away from that. Mm-hmm. My first pick was going to be uh, Let the Corpses Tan, mm-hmm. which is one of my absolute favorite movies. It's like a modern spaghetti western heist film. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, it's essentially about a group of uh, robbers who held a big heist. Mm-hmm. And then decide to go hold up in an old, uh, like, western town ruins kind of place that uh, is lived in by an arts collective. And um, other people show up wanting the goods from the heist. And the entire movie turns into a giant, sh- uh, like, psychedelic shootout cool. yeah. for the majority of the film. It's like a modern western. It's very good. It's got that, like, and like I said, spaghetti western, like, boots echoing across floors of this, like, art covered Fuck old yes. um old torn down ruins Hell and yes. it, it's a really good film a lot of leather gloves just paintings being exploded off the wall because people are shooting at people and missing a lot more just people exploding nice we, I, I like that we all have uh exploding people, exploding people but um that was that's just my recommendation go check it out it's hard to spoil that movie but it is just a fun ride all the way through. Very psych- psychedelic heist western. Mm-hmm. Um, but I ended up deciding I want to do something a little different. Mm. So I went with uh, 2008's Visioneers. Oh, shit. Have, all right. have you guys seen it? I, it's on my list. I just haven't made time for it. I would definitely recommend it. Uh, quick sell is if uh, someone made a, a Philip K. Dick, Dick movie starring Zach Galifianakis. Oh, my God. It's... <laughs> A bizarre film. So Zach Galifianakis plays a man who works in an office at the Jeffers Corporation. The Jeffers Corporation has gotten so big that it's considered the largest, friendliest, most profitable business in the history of mankind. Massive, gray, depressing, mm-hmm. like office space. Um, we never really know what he does. His job is described as a level three tunt. Tunt? T-U-N-T, yeah. He's a level three tunt. Okay. Um, and in this world, uh, people have started exploding from stress. So you can get so stressed out that you explode. Oh, I'd be dead. And um, one of the things that you see is that at the Jeffers Corporation, they're trying to cure this. And so you see him and his co-workers testing these cures. They get things like they get a cuddle buddy teddy bear that they have to like try out and then like fill out surveys mm-hmm. about. And one of the oh, questions God. on the survey is describe your sexual relationship with your cuddle bear. Oh, man. Oh. Um, <laughs> one of his co-workers has started showing signs that he might be stressed. And one of those signs is having dreams. And so um, his therapist gives him an unloaded gun that he's has to uh, point at his head and pull the trigger at once an hour. Why? To, to reduce stress. Yeah, just so that, you know, things are actually pretty good. I could be dead right now. I feel like that's pretty stressful. It's it's a great movie. I would definitely check it out. <laughs> yeah, um, it's on my list. I'm I just like, like what the like fuck it. is happening? Yeah, Zach Galifianakis plays a man called uh, George Washington Westenhammer. And Hammer, Weston Hammerman. And he is actually a descendant of the real George Washington. And the real 
movie kicks off when he starts having dreams where he is crossing the Potomac oh and God. has to uh, come to terms with the world around him. Yes. Hell yeah. That makes me think of Equilibrium. A little bit. Only Equilibrium is probably less thought-provoking. There's no gun kata in this no, movie that's either. A shame. I wonder what would happen if someone introduced Victoria to gun kata. No one show her a John Wick movie. The second <laughs> anyone shows her a John Wick movie, we are We're all, all fucked. <laughs> we are all fucked. So if if Sabrina and Victoria ever interact, she's just like very quietly being like, "No one show her any of you. Any of you. I wonder if she... I am squatting your fucking house. I am swatting your haven. Do not show her this. We have enough problems. Yeah, I don't know if she'd be into it though. I feel like she'd be like powdered in handguns. I mean, oh, true, but the storyline of a man going on a kill revenge quest to avenge his wife into that. and yeah. the dog—that part of the plot, she would just be she'd like, "Be like, no, I understand. No, this. this I understand. This man is this man deeply loves his wife, <laughs> as it should be, <laughs> as he should." <laughs> oh shit! I am so sorry, guys. Um. So my initial thoughts were the the neon demon and uh, the Suspiria brain brain going too fast. So neon demon and Suspiria because I was like I thought these that within the themes of the Toreador with like both of those movies being uh, focused around like beauty. What is beauty? What is creation? Like a big line in the neon demon is quite literally would you have looked at this girl if she wasn't pretty? Yeah. Yeah. Big thesis statement of the movie. But if you're just wanting like a cool spooky movie that visually has the vibes, 1971's The Devils. I thought you were going to say Mandy. That's a good movie. Well, I was trying to like get away from the gel colors a little oh, bit. Never. <laughs> never get away from the gel covers. But uh, yeah, no, The Devils, if you want like a psychedelic what the fuck is happening, but it's aesthetically like cool, I think it's still streaming on Shudder. Cool. Like they're one of the only places that has it. And I I'm think just so. Like, Shutter has a lot of that old shit. Yeah. So if you, yeah, just I, shout out to Shutter, I guess. Good job, yeah. Shutter. Hey, good job, Shutter. Now, okay, off topic again. More movies that we mm-hmm. can tell people go watch these movies. Do you like Beyond the Black Rainbow mm-hmm. or Mandy more for this topic? <sighs> Beyond the Black Rainbow, I would say. I, I like that one more though. You like Beyond the Black Rainbow more than Mandy? I yeah. think. If you're into topics of creation, Beyond the Black Rainbow. If you want a movie that's getting into like humanity and like being in touch with like love, Mandy. That's fair. That's fair. So I think depending on the vibe you're going for, because again, this is another movie where a guy goes on a kill crazy rampage because of his wife. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And goddamn, does Nick Cage do such a great job? The best performance. Also, I feel like and both a of those stupid movies, tiger shirt. <laughs> I, I feel like both of those movies have Toreador in them. Mm-hmm. Like the cult leader in Mandy, mm-hmm. absolutely a Toreador mm-hmm. with like no humanity left. Oh yeah, just absolutely gone fucking insane. Yeah, absolutely a Toreador cult leader. Um, in Beyond the Black Rainbow, honestly, uh, homeboy, what's his name, the Doctor in that, I feel like I could see him being a Toreador. I feel like other clans more likely, more likely, but I wouldn't put it out of pocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Also, I've realized I want to make a movie night for us to hang out with where the theme of the movie night is laughing at a dick. Okay. Because Mandy's in there. Oh, tra- yeah. Yeah, and I'm trying to think. There's like I know there's other horror movies I like where part of the plot is somebody laughs at a penis. Yeah. I'm saying. <laughs> and it's integral to the plot. And it, 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 ma- it matters important. to the plot, yeah. <laughs> if you could get the um, director's cut, Walk Hard. 
Yes. That. <laughs> that scene has extended scenes of male nudity yes. for seemingly no reason. Full frontal. I'm here for. There's it. like a whole scene of just John C. Riley talking on the phone while like the other half of the screen is just a man's penis. It's so good. Uh, <laughs> I I think the list we've given is good unless somebody else has any last minute throw ins. I had a couple that I thought about, but yeah. I, I figure we maybe will do this again so I can bring them back up. Hell yeah. Hunter, I'm sorry. I just vape exhaled upward and your fan pushed it directly onto you. I it's watched still it set on. It's still set on summer mode, so it's pushing the air down instead yeah. of pulling it up, which it's autumn now. Fix your fan. I could. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was going to recommend uh, the movie Stage Fright or Aquarius. Ooh. It's by uh, Michelle Sova- Suave. Mm-hmm. or. I'm actually not sure how to pronounce it, S-O-A-V-I, but it's a giallo, like, horror murder mystery set in a theater while a musical is being performed, and the killer takes on the the owl hood of one of the main characters of the play and starts murdering people in a... I've seen this one. It's really good. It's one of my all-time favorite movies. It's really good. I would give it a recommendation, but it's, again, another very Italian, very colored gels kind and of movie so i want johnny to get knife from hands that. escape from knife prison and he's stabbing pretty much there's not a whole <laughs> lot of plot it's all the the only thing that makes it very toreador is it has some like really good music numbers in it mm-hmm. and all the casts are very bitchy like performers oh it's so good you know i had a thought of a movie that i was going to ask if you guys thought worked for toreador but mm. i just blanked on it completely it's gone oh no absolutely out of my mind do you know it's a good toreador movie mm. edward scissorhands Yes. Actually, kind of. Yeah, yeah. that it absolutely works. The sad boy. In the... Tim Burton's a fucking asshole, but that movie does work. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. He did some bangers. No, it's no, fine. he's done some bangers, but I'm just like, what do you, what do you mean? Only certain kinds of people fit for your aesthetics. Fuck off. <laughs> Gross. I didn't oh. know about that. Yeah, we can talk about that later. But yeah, he he's had some mm-hmm, statements. Do you think? I feel like probably not. But do you think the audition is Toriador esque? I that is like, like a sub- Toreador. Sub- that's like anti-tribute Toreador. Yeah, actually. Good or point. almost even La Sombra. Mm-hmm. That could work, yeah. Yeah, La yeah. Sombra could work. But I like the anti-tribute Toreador because she is very like... Very methodical and yeah. very precise. This and has these ex- long, delicate little instruments. Mm-hmm. and Long, delicate it. that she's been working on for like a year, I think, that she was with the dude. Yeah. Which for Toreador is a long time. Mm-hmm. That's a plan. Mm-hmm. Took her weeks. <laughs> Took her weeks, and then she had to be with the dude for a whole year. Craziness. She was committed. She, you could tell she'd gone crazy. Yeah. She was committed. She was committed. <laughs> I don't remember. Who was I talking to? I think it was last time we all had a mm-hmm. gathering at your place. Somebody was talking about how they just couldn't do that movie. Mm. I don't remember. It was I one mean, of our pals. a lot of Takashi Miike films are They're like rough. out there. Yeah, I feel like that... Audition is one of those movies that like I've seen and I enjoyed and I get what it's saying, but I probably wouldn't just put it back on for Yeah, you don't just like Mm -hmm. slap that on for funsies. No. I I put it on if I've talked about it and somebody's like, Oh, I'd like to check that out. I'll go Yeah. Let's check it out together. For me it's like possession where it's like I love that movie. I I'm not just gonna put that on. That movie's also just fucking long. I think it's over three hours. Three hours. (laughs) It's also on shutter right now. Also like Antichrist. Yeah, Antichrist, great movie. I've not watched that movie by myself. Just not putting that on for Fonzies. Like I've watched, I watched um, (laughs) uh, Cannibal Holocaust when they did it on uh, Joe Bob's Last Drive-In. Oh yeah, Mm -hmm. and I was like, okay, I'm good. I'll need to see that again for another decade. Yeah, Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen it since that one time we scarred a friend of ours with it. Yay! He <laughs> Yay! Asked, he did. To be he, fair. We did a lot of consent checks. Yeah. <laughs> And we slowly worked him up to Cannibal Holocaust because he was just We like, worked him up to Salo. We did. We all and sat. he didn't actually watch Salo. He was on his phone the whole movie. And then <sighs> afterward, he was like, that's not that bad. I was so upset with him. I didn't give him one of the championship belt I made. That's true. You didn't. He didn't earn it. Yeah. I had uh, found a whole stack of paper championship belts that were like Super Smash Brothers championship. Mm-hmm. And I said, marked out the smash. Well, I smart, uh, marked out the mash and put Solo over it. So it was Super Solo Brothers Championship. <laughs> and I gave it to everyone that got all the way through the movie with mm-hmm. us. Yeah, I know. I had it. I had one. Yep. Uh. Good stuff. <laughs> okay. We need to wrap up. We need to wrap up. But I, you all, I also just want to mention how you mentioned that you know they never uh, need a remake Psycho. Mm-hmm. I totally forgot that there is a remake of I Psycho know. where Vince Vaughn plays Norman Bates. And fucking drops the ball so goddamn hard. Do you think Elijah Wood could play Norman Bates? No. No. He, I, I feel like, like he, he would. A psychopath. I feel like well. he'd want to. Yeah. But I feel like even he at his most, he's not. Here's the thing. If you're playing Norman Bates, there's a deep level of empathy. You need to be able to pull from an audience Mm -hmm. to do that correctly. And I don't think Elijah Wood's able to pull crazy and empathetic quite as well as the original actor. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, Also, I feel like it's hard to do with an actor who you would recognize it. You almost need a blank surface to put that character on. Mm -hmm. Whereas like you watch a movie and it's like, Oh, that's Vince Vaughn. Well, I mean, the original Psycho is done with uh, 1950s version of a teenage heartthrob actor, but that was because that actor was trying to like play against type, but unfortunately he knocked it out of the park so hard that's kind of just what he did mm-hmm. for the rest of forever. That's fair. I guess going back now, we have no most people wouldn't have a clue who he was. Yeah. I don't give a shit about beach movies or whatever yeah, he was like, doing before. It would yeah. be the equivalent of like if Chris Evans did psycho but like nailed it and then we're all just like you're just the psycho guy now mm, mm. it's kind of what happened with american psycho mm-hmm. <laughs> oh the christian bale yeah well and then he did batman yeah and then he did batman that's part i think that might have been part of the reason why he did batman but it's like i cannot be a psychopath forever uh, I mean, and then he, did he just like, played a different kind of psychopath i mean he did like the machinist and a bunch of other mm. he did film he, well does, he does a lot of really good films um yeah. but i he was the american psycho guy for a long time yeah. and he had been like kind of like a a teen hot guy actor before that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, I do love the fact that he based his performance on American Psycho on the time he had to hang out with Tom Cruise because mm-hmm. they're both like hot young celebrities. And he's so, like, I fucking hate this guy. So he, yeah, if you watch American Psycho, just imagine that it is him making fun of Tom Cruise. That's basically mm-hmm. what that is. Yes. And the the screen adaptation was I written love this. and directed by women. And the whole movie is supposed to be, like, making fun of dude bros like that. So dude bros like that that are just, like, jerking off about it, like, yeah, this guy's great. And I'm just like, this That's is... terrifying. This, this movie is two hours of trolling your ass specifically, and the fact that went so over your fucking head it is so funny. Yeah. It just... Oh, it's so funny. Hmm. <laughs> and Christian fails in on the joke. Like, he's part of it. He is, yeah. he, like, he fucking starved the shit out of himself eating nothing but like chicken breasts for weeks and got ripped for that movie specifically for a haha that is dedication <laughs> i know and i'm that like man puts his body he threw his whole pussy into it and it's so good uh 
<laughs> okay, we gotta wrap. Otherwise, we're gonna keep talking about movies for like another hour. Well, we can keep talking about movies. You guys gonna <laughs> stick around if we start talking about movies for another oh, fucking God. hour? You wanna have Blank Bodies Movie Corner where we do uh, nothing but talk? We don't actually explain the movies that much. We just, you know that movie? Yeah, I like that movie. <laughs> we're just shittier red letter media that's really that's great that's great content right there guys good job we're just shittier red letter media except all of us can like bend all of our joints yeah. <laughs> you know jo- the old jokes are turned on to you now old man <laughs> if you guys like this episode let us know maybe once we finish the core clans for a bonus episode or two or we're getting ready to move on the new ones we can go back and maybe pick two or three clans at a time and do like some movie rec- five recommendations actually i do like that idea that could like be fun. movie and maybe video game recommendations yeah dude video yeah. game recommendations toreador video games you gotta pick something outside of layers of fear oh <laughs> called it <laughs> Let me explain to you guys how Untitled Goose Game is a Toreador game. Lust. <gasps> Lust could be good. Lust is very Toreador. Eh, kind of. Also. <laughs> I was going to say Bayonetta. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm going to go say, I'm going to check out, go uh, indie game. Go check mm. out uh, Passepartout, the starving artist. Oh, oh all right. All right. It's really cool. It's uh, you play a French painter trying to navigate the the local art scene, but mm-hmm. you have to hand create all of his your paintings yourself. Huh. With like MS Paint quality tools. <laughs> but oh, no. it, it's it's really interesting. Some of the stuff people have made in it. It's oh, yeah? crazy. Like here's like people remaking like famous paintings. And oh my stuff. god, girl with the pearl. They're Fun. doing like Vermeers and shit. Yeah, Damn. people done Vermeers. The That's tools can impressive. be very good, or they can look like something you'd hang of your child's on the fridge. Like, <laughs> Hell yeah, just the the quality scaling and this is That's a, such sharp, Love sharp it. curve. <laughs> yeah, and the whole game is about like trying to figure out like the mechanics. Like, do I make more money if I spend more time on this? Do I need to use more colors? Like, there's a very vague feedback you get that's like basically like, how was how was your trip to IKEA? And it's got smiley face, middle face, angry face. Like, that's the kind of feedback you get, and then the <sighs> amount of money you get, and you're taking that feedback and trying to create while well, trying to create like art. Huh. The game sounds really cool. It's giving me stress and anxiety because I do that like, for a life. living. That's I just life. do that. <laughs> Well, maybe it's good exercise then, huh? No. It, it's, <laughs> I don't want it. It gives me the energy of my friends back in the 2000s who got tricked into going to Iraq and then I'd catch them on Xbox playing COD. Yeah. And I'm like, bro, you were walking the streets of Fallujah for 12 hours. Why, Why is you your downtime this? more war? I say as I'm chewing them out through Xbox Live across time and space. <laughs> and they're just like, shut up. It's what I got. And I'm like, can I mail you a different game? My guy. I told you not to sign up with the recruiter, but, you know, you didn't listen to me, so here we are. I've been playing Crash Bandicoot, <laughs> but that's a Bruja game. It's definitely a Bruja game. It's a Bruja game. We talk about that in a couple of months. All right. Absolutely. All right, we got to go buy corn. All right. Bye. Oh, shit, we do. We have to go buy corn. Also, John, I got some bad news for you after the show. What? Nothing too bad, but we're still recording. You probably don't want it on the air. I'm terrified. Okay. Okay, cool. He's sufficiently scared. I love you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.